All right, hello, Blessed Saints. Uh, Brian here. I just uh, wanted to bring up another topic that uh, I felt like God was putting on my heart recently to kind of talk about. And it is a very heated topic, I would say, uh, just among uh, the church in general and the many, many different denominations. So uh, we're going to get into the Trinity, uh, whether uh, this is uh, biblical or not, uh, based on my studies and, and how I've, you know, how I've uh, been shown over the years on what to believe here. Uh, and first off, you know, like I said, it is a heated debate. Um, and I think both sides, you know, would say, so like the you know, people that believe in the Trinity would say the opposite people of non-Trinitarians uh, are, you know, they, they would teach that a lot of times it's heretical, it's a heresy, that's, you know, uh, and then vice versa. So then you have the other side that says the same thing, but the Trinitarians uh, are, uh, that's, that's a heretical, it's a heresy. Uh, to not believe in one true God and, and uh, to, to, you know, try to make God in three, uh, you know, the separate people and those kind of things. So, uh, so no matter what side you're on, uh, I guess, you know, just realize that both sides are calling each other heretical uh, on both sides of the argument. And so, you know, there's a little bit of, okay, well, let's, you know, let's analyze, you know, the evidence and it, and hopefully people are studying their Bible. And I, and I will start with this too, to say, this is something that, you know, I feel that, you know, well, years ago I, I had to go, I had to go to the Father in prayer to kind of get more clarification on this. So I'm going to go, I'll kind of go into more on, you know, kind of, you know, how, how I believe to get the true answer in this. One of the main ways that the Father showed me to answer this question uh, on the Trinity. So but, uh, we'll get into that a little bit later and stuff to kind of show you how I was kind of guided uh, to the answer and stuff. So then again, you know, I leave that really, the ultimate answer is going to be between you and the Father. Uh, and one issue that comes up here often is because of the very heated debate of this and the fact that on both sides, everyone looks at it as heretical because of that, people, the average Christian tends to freeze on the topic okay because and what that tells you is is that is a stronghold in your life and we are told uh, in second uh, corinthians chapter 10 you know we're told that we have to uh, we have to fight every stronghold right we have to uh, it says like in corinthians second uh, corinthians 10 4 for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but uh, mighty through elohim to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Elohim and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Mashiach. Okay, so uh, so breaking down strongholds is, is basically breaking, you know, tearing down lies of the enemy. You're tearing down stronghold doctrinal beliefs and dogmas and, and stuff like that. So we got to realize this is not about some mysticism, spiritual warfare. No, it's things of the mind, it's, it's uh, doctrines, it's belief systems that you have to challenge and, and compare with Scripture to see if you are standing in truth or not. It's very, very important that we do that in our, in our daily walks, okay, with, with, the, with uh, God the Almighty. You know, so let's keep that in mind uh, as we, you know, we'll kind of get some more into this. So, the, you know, first off, is the, is the word Trinity or Godhead would be another way of saying it. Is this, is these terminologies in, in, in the scripture, Old, New Testament? And I would say no, uh, there's not. That's usually one of the first arguments you'll get from someone that says that's non-Trinitarian, is that, you know, why are, you know, why are we using words that aren't even in the scripture? 
you know, then the other people would turn around, Trinitarians would say, well, that word is just to, to, to describe something and that's in the scripture, uh, that there's, you know, th- you know, three separate persons of the Godhead and stuff like that. Uh, and so, you know, that's kind of two arguments. But again, is, is Trinity in there? Is Godhead in there? No. I know there's some bad translations out there so that, that, that may throw in Godhead uh, and stuff as well. But, uh, but, but typically, no, if you're, the majority of your translations, it shouldn't be in, the, it wouldn't be in the original manuscript, but that way, because there would be no uh, concept of that, especially in Hebrew, there would have been no concept of that. So, so no, we'll start with that. Are, are we told in the Bible that God is one? Uh, yes. So we are definitely told that uh, throughout really the Old Testament, especially Deuteronomy, uh, that you know God is one and stuff. So absolutely, we're we're told God is one and stuff. So now you know, we start getting into some trouble when we start talking about Trinitarianism, because now we're trying to say God is one, but one is separate. Okay, so we're saying one and one is separate. Uh, so now it gets a little bit tricky. It starts getting really difficult. And this is where, you know, a lot of times people have a hard time uh, that, uh, you know, even preachers, I mean, even preachers that have been studying the Bible for many, many years, and they still, you know, oftentimes they still believe in the Trinity, and they still push that, uh, that view. And, but they, a lot of times they, have, they still have a hard time answering the tough questions on defining it. You know, so a lot of times people are stuck with, you know, trying to, uh, you know, try to, you know, justify stuff or twist scriptures a little bit more to try to get some kind of answer that they're, they're, um, to try to convey their message and stuff. So, uh, so again, you know, is God one? Absolutely. And, and even Trinitarians, you know, will, will admit God is one, but then they have to kind of, then you got kind of the justification statements afterwards, typically of, yes, God's one, but, you know, and that's, that's always kind of a uh, tricky subject we start getting into that because now well oftentimes you know uh, in in English you know when we say we say a statement and then we say but it's usually the statement after the but that's really what we're that's really our point that we're trying to make right that's just your typical statement your you know that's really your statement so it really weakens the first statement so now you're saying so you believe the second statement after the but is more important to you and what you really believe more than the first. So that becomes a real problem when we say God is one, but then now we're, we're, uh, we're, uh, we're changing scripture at that point. We're you know, in our own minds. We're changing stuff in our own minds. So keep that in mind. And again, we're talking strongholds, things that have been around, things that have been taught for many, many generations that we've been told is true. And a lot of times this topic is said so heated that, you know, anytime you feel um, the, even if you even feel scared to even challenge a topic, that means it's a big stronghold in your life. Okay, that's something. So really that should tell you even more that you need to do the research. Okay, you need to pray about it. You need to do the research on your own. Because uh, ultimately everyone has to answer this question for themselves and what they believe and what they believe and what the Father, you know, has been praying to the Father in earnest and that you want the truth no matter what, uh, even if it shatters your strongholds. Uh, and your dogmas and stuff. Uh, at the end of the day, if you truly want truth, you will seek it out, and you will, you know, keep keep knocking, and the door will be open to you. Those that don't seek, don't find. Okay, and that's typically a lot of people. Most people that I would say are Trinitarian haven't done any real research. Okay, other than I mean, obviously there's preachers out there that teach it, uh, but 
for the most part, most Christians haven't done much research. The ones that, even the preachers and all that, it's obviously realized too that Trinitarianism has been taught for so long, there's a lot of books out there on it uh, outside of even the Bible, so there's non-scriptural things out there as well that add to scripture to teach Trinitarianism and you know, for all the, those kind of concepts. Uh, and so those are all flooded in the uh, so-called Christian churches or the uh, Bible colleges and that kind of stuff. So uh, just keep that in mind. Those those materials are all flooded in there. Uh, you know, many years ago, I was I, I had attended a Bible college uh, a long time ago, and uh, and stuff. When I would I'd ask questions about it, they, you know, they couldn't really. A lot of times, they had a hard time. It was literally like one of my teachers would even kind of just almost make fun of me uh, and stuff. And I was trying to remember. Uh, I was trying to ask, well, why was like why is Jesus, you know, how can he be 100% human, 100%? They were saying like 100% God, 100% man. And I was thinking, how can he be 100% of both? Like, why would he be 50-50? You know, that he just like laughed and kind of called me a half wit in front of the class. I was like, okay, that's very Christian-like. So, but you know, again, this is what happens when you can't really defend your faith. You can't really defend your dogmas, your strongholds in your life. So you just have to, all you can do is, you know, put people down, uh, change the subject, try to, uh, you know, make things, you know, kind of, you know, try to uh, navigate away from it because you're not even comfortable answering yourself, even though you're a preacher for many years. Uh, But it's a dogma. You're stuck in a dogma. You can't get out and there's no escape. So it's easier just to make fun of people and rather than actually, you know, uh, you know, prove it out with scripture, you can't do it because you're stuck in a dogma. Okay. So, now there is uh, some faiths that do teach in multiple gods. Now, keep in mind, Judaism was never one of them, okay? So, Judaism never taught that there was, I mean, they've always taught one God, okay? There's one true God, period. End of story. There's no but afterward. So, Judaism's always taught one true God, okay? Now, there was always the Holy Spirit mentioned in the Old Testament. Uh, So, uh, we'll get more into that in a minute, but... So Judaism's always taught the one true God, right? And stuff. So keep that in mind. Now, other religions did teach multiple gods. Well, what were those? Paganism, in particular. Uh, many of the Eastern uh, mysticism stuff, like Hinduism, and things. So you know they, you know they, they believe in multiple gods, right? And stuff. So well, also, where do we already kind of talk about? So where did the doctrine of Trinity, you know, the Trinity, where did that come out of? The Catholic Church, which I would argue is very, very pagan as well. Their practices are very pagan. Uh, that's basically a pagan religion. They believe, you know, they, they love having their many gods, their many goddesses, uh, Mary, for example. Uh, they love having their saints to worship. They love having their statues, which is idolatry. Uh, so everything they do, the Catholic Church is the Antichrist, okay? It is the Antichrist uh, of. of of Scripture, as mentioned in Scripture, the Pope is Antichrist. The whole Catholic Catholicism is the beast system here. You know uh, that you know you know reigned many years ago. Uh, the Pope even reigned as king for a while, as prophesied. But anyway, without getting too much into that, the point is, the Trinity Trinity doctrine wasn't established until the Catholic Church, and it came out of this beast system of Catholicism in Rome uh, at the time. Okay, and has been infiltrated ever since. Okay, and, and like I said, a lot of the Protestants took it with them when they left the Catholic Church for all the heresy that they were caught doing. 
okay? Uh, but, they, but many of them did not shed the doctrine of the Trinity along the way, which they should have, in my opinion. And stuff. So, now, so what, uh, one of the things the Father showed me when I, you know, years ago when I was studying this, trying to get answers, like I said, I was praying about it, you know, trying to get a, a solid answer on, like, what, you know, what is, uh, is this you know, Trinity thing true? Is it false? Uh, which is it? And one thing is, it's kind of funny, when you hear people debate, you know, when you hear preachers debate over the Trinity, one thing I always hear, it, usually the debate typically goes, goes back and forth between the Father and the Son, right? And then they try to prove out, you know, see, the Son is, you know, he's, he's 100% God, you know, 100% man, you know, those kind of things, you know. And that's what they try to teach out, and that's, um, and stuff. But here, it's like, but at the same time, and they're trying to say, the Trinity is try, Trinitarians are trying to say that there's three persons and one Godhead, you know, that type of thing. Okay, so, uh, which again, is not really, there's no statement in like, like that in the Bible, really, and stuff. So they're, they're trying to, you know, that they're trying to add two things. No, so, but here's one thing, too. First off, just because I don't believe in the Trinity, Okay, like I said, again, a dogma of man. Just because I don't believe in the Trinity, that doesn't mean I don't believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Absolutely not. And I think sometimes I think people that are Trinitarian, when you, you know, if you say you don't believe in the Trinity, I think a lot of times there's almost like an assumption that I don't believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. No, that's not true at all. I believe in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean they have to be three in one mysterious Godhead or three-headed monster. It doesn't mean that, you know, it doesn't mean that someone doesn't believe in all three. Uh, but it just, you know, it's a, just a different mentality of what they represent or what they are. Okay. So now the so the one thing as I was saying was that people tend to debate the Father and Son typically, right? Well, a lot of times uh, the Holy Spirit gets left out and. When I had research this years ago, that was something I felt like the Father really helped me define better. Once I started looking up, and I recommend you as well, look up the uh, the word for holy and for spirit that's defined when the Holy Spirit's used through Scripture. Look, you know, go and look up actual the actual Strong's Concordance uh, and stuff like that. Actually, get into the Hebrew and the Greek uh, the root root words of all this. Uh, ruach, for example, is spirit. Okay, and it, uh, it usually is translated as wind, spirit, sometimes even maybe breath, uh, okay, and stuff. So uh, spirit, wind, and breath. Now, sometimes ghost was used in more of the uh, older English type of stuff, but I don't, like, I don't like using that word because ghost has been mistranslated so much, or people assume that a ghost, you know, what a ghost is, 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 a, per, is a, a deity almost, like a, you know, or a ghostly person almost. And I think that's kind of added to the whole Trinity movement, in my opinion, when they translate it Holy Ghost. Uh, so I don't really like that terminology. But, but the, and we know Messiah referenced the Holy Spirit like wind, okay? Uh, that it moves to and fro. You don't, you don't see that, you don't see it, but it moves to and fro uh, and stuff like that. Now it does, you know, so, I, but I, I kind of learned when you actually study the word. So holy means set apart, okay? Righteous, holy. You know, uh, but set apart would be kind of the uh, real definition uh, back to the Hebrew. But so a set apart spirit or set apart wind, set apart breath. Uh, and once you understand that, you kind of understand that it's, you know, Holy Spirit's more like the breath. I kind of consider it the breath of God. Okay. The breath of God. And without the, or the breath of life would be another way of saying it. So 
the Holy Spirit is the set-apart breath of God or, holy, or the breath of life. Without the Holy Spirit, we wouldn't have life. Uh, and even in the new birth, when we, when we were saved through faith in Messiah, you know, we, you know we, that we, we get what? We receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so we're given the gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, so the gift, that's, that's the breath, that's a new life, okay? Without the Holy Spirit, without that Ruach, without that, that the, the, the life of God, basically, the breath of God, without that residing in us, we cannot be raised up in the last day. We have, you know, we have no way to raise ourselves up, okay? Because our flesh is dead. We're dead, the world's dead, and we are born into a dead world, and we are born, uh, you know, on a path to destruction and death, okay? Uh, in the lake of fire, ultimately. And stuff. So, so understand if we understand that concept, and there's very little. I mean, I, I would say there's no evidence of the Holy Spirit being a person, and this idea that you can say it's a he uh, or whatever. When even the word spirit is a feminine noun uh, in the Hebrew. So, but like the the idea that you can label the uh, Holy Spirit a person. Uh, no, it's you know when it's you know when there is uh, you know a kind of a he present in a in a in a sentence, I mean, obviously, it's still referring back to the Father or the Son in the New Testament, the Greek, that you're referring to the Father and the Son. You know that, you know, yeah, He, meaning Messiah, would send, you know, His His uh, He would send the Holy Spirit, you know, to be a comforter, to help, and to to, to help us push through. And then people want to make it sound like just because they capitalize comforter uh, to make it look like oh, it's a person. You know, they capitalize Holy Spirit, H and the S. And Holy Spirit in the Scriptures to make it look like it's a person uh, and stuff. So, uh, but it's it's just basically the you know the the breath or the wind of God, okay, if you will. So that's how I would define it. And then, and again, once you kind of define that for yourself, and I, I would I would challenge everyone to do that on your own. Once you realize the, that the Holy Spirit is not a person, once you kind of uh, you know to me put that aside and you realize, okay. If the Holy Spirit is not a person, then the whole Trinitarian doctrine really falls apart. It really does. The whole thing kind of falls apart, you know. And then you can get into the the different scriptures that Messiah said, you know, about Himself as well. Um, and when you know, when you have a Trinitarian saying that you know they are one, for example, okay, yes, Messiah did say that they, Him and the Father, are one. Absolutely. And I've got no argument with that. Uh, absolutely, they are one. But, you know, saying you're a one, well, he also says, he also tells his church to be one. So are we all equal with God now? Are we all going to be, does that mean that we are, since we are one as a church, does that mean that we are uh, we are one with the Father in terms of we are just like God? I mean, so now we're, now, we're, now we're all holy all of a sudden just because uh, he said that we're, we need to all be one? Absolutely not. It means one in mind, you know, one in uh, in direction, and, and you're on the same path. You're you're in uh, just like Messiah when he talked, when he when he spoke, he said, you know, this is you know all coming from the Father. They were one in terms of the you know his whole practice. Okay, uh, everything he things he said came straight from the Father, literally, and stuff. So he was speaking what the Father told him to speak. Hence. They are one. They are one and the same in terms of what comes out of his mouth came from the Father. Okay, so they, yes, they absolutely were one. Yeah, I've got no argument with that. Uh, so they are definitely one. You know, um, now, now why would the Messiah, though, 
if he is equal with if he is equal with God the Father, they are, if they are co-equals, okay, he is God in the flesh, then you know, why would he say the Father is greater than I? You know, why would he say that, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the people that you know, God gives me, uh, you know, no one will take them out of my hand. Uh, and then, and for sure, they won't take them out of my father's hands, who's greater than I. You know, why would he say stuff like that? You know, if if there's this idea that there, you know, that there's this, you know, co-equal, three-headed monster thing uh, called the Trinity out there. Uh, there's just, and there's a lot of statements like that that kind of show that, um, you know, and then, uh, and some people get a little, you know, kind of even joke, you know, why would he pray to himself? I mean, people get into some of that, but. Uh, you know that's a little. Some of that gets a little cheesy, but uh, and stuff. So, but again, if you challenge yourself on the, what the Holy Spirit is, and don't don't dodge that issue like most people do on this topic. In my opinion, a lot of people dodge it uh, because there's not much. You know, there's not a whole lot to go off of that shows that he's a person. Uh, that the that the Holy Spirit is a person. There's not much there to show it other than capitalizations and things like that that's been manipulated. But so. I would challenge people to look into that part of it, uh, really research that yourself. And again, if you know the idea of it, you kind of freeze up, you get scared. Uh, oh no, this is heretical. You know, again, that's just it. Just proves out that it's a stronghold in your life. That's all it proves is that that's been a stronghold, and and you probably need to do. You probably need to poke the bear, so to speak, uh, and see what shakes out of it because uh, that's that just means that there's something there that uh, the enemy doesn't want you probably to search out and stuff. So um, whatever side you're on, then I, you know, I, I, do, I, I pray that the Father will guide you into all truth and all righteousness. And, and that's what's important here that we must remember is that we have to, we have to pursue truth. Okay, we have to pursue truth and, we, and, and we have, all we have is the scriptures and prayer uh, and the Holy Spirit's help you know, with us uh, to guide us through this and to, to know the truth and to, and to root out all lies uh, and deceit of the enemy that has you know, infiltrated the majority of churches these days. So it is hard to get much truth uh, from a lot of these. But like anything, there's always, you know, some preachers, you know, are really good on some topics and they're bad on others um, and stuff. So that can go with all of them. There's some of them are really good on some of it and other things, not so much. And stuff. So, but I hope this kind of helps a little bit. And again, you know, I do your own research on this topic. I highly encourage it. I think you'll learn a lot from it in general. And one way to do this would be to, you can even just kind of, uh, just do an online search for, uh, you know, the Trinity versus non-Trinity. And you pull up, you know, the different arguments, like both sides, right? So you kind of see both sides of it and how they argue it out, okay? Uh, And stuff. So, you know, that would be one good way to kind of do it and compare and that's why I did years ago. I did that a long time ago. I did that study. So, uh, and you know, so obviously, you know, I've ended up, you know, being non-trinitarian um, and stuff in view where I don't, you know, I don't really get in. I don't get into that. I don't. I haven't believed that in many years. Uh, and so I do get frustrated when I do hear. You know, I was just watching a video you know, earlier today, and it was you know judging uh, preachers that didn't believe in the Trinity, um, and you know, calling them, calling it a, you know, basically you know, heretical. Uh, teaching and I was thinking I was like well this you know this this still is going on even today and so um, but no I just don't I don't agree with that at all and um, again I believe you know at the end of the day God is one and there's no buts for me okay uh, other people you're they're gonna say God is one but 
you know, and that's when you know you have a problem. So, uh, but, uh, you know, God be with you and be blessed in Mashiach. And I uh, hope you uh, learned something today and I hope you uh, take this to heart and I hope you can uh, study the word some more. Talk to you later.